Hey, it's Nick Walters again with the Industrial Hemp Growers Digest, a podcast brought to you by the National Hemp Growers Cooperative. And once again, we've got really great folks who really know their stuff uh, and the industrial hemp industry is our guests. And I'm uh, tickled slapped to death to have a twofer, right? I get two guests at once, uh, which is is terrific to do. Melissa Peterson and uh, uh, the great uh, uh, Corbett Hefner, uh, also now both of Global Fiber uh, as our guest today to talk about uh, Global Fiber and, and the good things that y'all are doing as far as processing. So, uh, Melissa, Corbett, welcome. Glad you're here. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Nick. So, um, we've had the opportunity to visit with Corbett some about his background about what his hemp aha moment was and how he got in the industry. And folks can always go back and look on our website or back wherever you get your podcasts. All of those are live and ready to be downloaded. But Melissa, help us out a little bit and learning a little bit more about your background. Tell us, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's a nice gal like you doing in the hemp industry? And uh, what's um, uh, uh, what's that all about? And tell us more about, about kind of when you had your hemp aha moment. So it's actually kind of funny, Nick, because I my quick background is I I worked in the specialty crops industry on the craft beverage industry, and so we did a lot with grapes, hops, and we we did educational events all over the United States. And um, when Wisconsin, when the Farm Bill came out, and Wisconsin was going to start announcing their their plan to roll out their hemp program, we moved right from the craft beverage industry into hemp. And we did our very first show in Madison, Wisconsin. And I, Corbett was one of, I think, 11 booths that, that showed up. And we had about 150 people. And um, one of the gentlemen on, on my stage, and I really wish I could remember which speaker it was, said, CBD is, is the one you'll take to the prom but industrial hemp's the one you'll marry. And ever since then, I did a lot, did a lot of research and, and studying and listening, and we moved right over to the industrial hemp side of it. Very fun. And so Wisconsin is home for you, right? It is. I hear Little you. Little town. And so I guess when somebody is in the craft beverage industry and you say hops and, and uh, uh, grapes, Sounds like a good spot for beer and wine to me. Okay, that's just a guess on my end, but uh, <laughs> yes, sir. I'm guessing that's pretty cool. All right, well, so can we steal that line that CBD may be the one you take through the prom, but uh, industrials is who you end up marrying? I want to be able to steal that, and I want witnesses when I use it that Melissa gave me yes. permission to use something that she stole from somebody else. Is that right? Yes, yes, and I would have. I'll tell you, Nick. I would, I would ask permission, but I don't remember who the speaker was. We had so many of them, so many different speakers on our stages. So, yes, you can steal my stolen line. There you go. There you go. Until until that guy shows up and says stop. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna keep using. It. Okay. So he didn't um, trademark it yet. No, he didn't trademark it. It's not any of that. He, he, he didn't pull that out. So Corbett, tell us. You know, when we were able to visit with you last, I know you still have the hat that you wear. Uh, at Formation Ag and the good work that you and and uh, <coughs> uh, the homecoming king, uh, you know, Randy Wright is working with you the, over there every day. He's <laughs> the homecoming king of the hemp industry, whether he wants to be or not. 
maybe problem shade. We'll see. But um, uh, so when when um, tell us how this really kind of got started with global fiber and how that connects back to formation. Well, I'm still the CEO of Formation Ag, and my official title, which I'm probably the only one that has a title at Global, is Chief Executive Research and Development Officer to do product development and help people figure out the problems that need to be solved. But, it, you know, it started back when several of us uh, were at Melissa's different shows, and we just decided to start a consulting group mm -hmm. to mitigate some of the bad pathways people were taking um, and try to bring some clarity in farming practice um, knowledge to the industry because people were farming this in, in ways that were not inefficient from a dollar standpoint or a labor standpoint. So we tried to fix that problem <clears throat> and, and we have, and, and we continue to tell people that, but several of us got together and decided we'd start that consulting work and then we brought in a, a partner to build a decortication facility in Nebraska. And during that time frame, when we were discussing and figuring out how to do that, um, because the, the, this other partner of ours is from Nebraska, um, mm -hmm. Don Taves, um, my old partner from Power Zone Ag, passed away, and his sons chose to sell the assets of the company to our group. So instead of starting up the first processing facility in, in Nebraska, uh, we bought the Taves family assets from Formation. I still had my shares and Randy's does as well, but we, we decided that was the right thing to do um, at that stage of the game. And then we decided that later on, because we have all the hemp that's here that we purchased, all these bales and you know millions of pounds of product uh, from, from around the valley here, in southwest Colorado, um, that this would be the place to start the global fiber processing facilities. And then from here, we'll, we'll branch out and put the other facilities where they, they make sense. That's terrific. And so as you're standing those up and moving towards global, uh, you were wise enough to be able to reach out to somebody like Melissa to help you be able to keep the trains yep. running on time and get it, get it uh, kicked off, right? Yeah, we had a couple other people look at the purchase of formation, but it just it wasn't who I wanted to, to deal with. So I reached out to the, the group that we'd already started, and it was the right fit. There we go. So, Melissa, tell us more about kind of what the day-to-day -day operations are like, not only at Global uh, and what you've got going on in the San Luis Valley there in the greater Monta Vista, Colorado area, but... Um, Kind of where you guys are headed where where are other places and i know this is not just about opening up one facility there in southern colorado as part of the global fiber um world domination tour right right well i mean it's every day is interesting I'll, I'll tell you that it's um never the same and the minute we think we've got things dialed in um something changes and it and a lot of it has to do with one of your earlier statements, Nick, is, you know, we're, there's not, there's very few products right now that just have a standard, um, set the machine to go and, and this is what you make all day. And, you know, one of those, one of the standards is obviously, um, construction materials, but mm -hmm. global and Corbett, we spent a lot of time doing R and D with 
major manufacturers that don't necessarily understand what their specs are going to be. Their their big goal in life is to not to not have to change out the machinery that they use, but they know they want to use hemp. And part of our part of our job is to find the spec that works for them. Um, for instance, we just got done with uh, a six weeks trial um, with with fiber, and that just ran at the manufacturing facility. And from what I understand, it was really good, but it's not it's not turn on the machines and go every day. It's it's very different. Right. It's it's kind of to me, and look, this is my way oversimplization simplifying this in this kind of a way, but but um it's kind of like those old Play-Doh sets you used to have where you can put the Play-Doh in and you can <laughs> yeah. squeeze it, right? And then you take out mm -hmm. one little piece and it's a star and you take out the next one and it's a circle and you take <laughs> out the next one and it's a square, right? And and you can change yeah. the color of what you want that to be as you're squeezing it out. The industry is in such that while you may have the smarts at, at Global Fiber to know which of the little screens you want to change to pick, figure out the shape, it may very well be that the customer doesn't even know what shape that needs to be yet. And so Correct. their spec yeah. trying to figure yeah. that out is still kind of the back and forth that, that folks like y'all are willing to put the time into, I'm assuming, right? And I know you were doing some of this at Formation, Corbett, and so now doing that instead over at Global seems to make a whole lot of sense. And they're yeah. trying to kind of figure out what they want to be when they grow up. And, oh, this spec works terrific, or, man, that gummed that up. I can't do that. Go back and try this a different way. Back and forth, back and forth. And and I think the industry is having to experience that as a whole, right? When we're having to generate the, the specifications because people hear buzzwords and call and say, hey, I want this. You know, I want micronized product. Well, I've seen people send in samples of micronized that's anything from a quarter of an inch, um, you know, down to eighth of an inch and call that micronized. And in practicality, that is not the case. Uh, you know, we want, we want things that are thousandths of an inch uh, particle size, which makes it very hard to do. And it all depends on the final product, right? It's got to perform, like you said, it didn't work, didn't do this, that, or the other. So we constantly have to figure out what do we need to do to the product to get it to perform so that we have sellable goods, right? right. <clears throat> One of the things at Global Fiber is to develop offtake solutions so that we can work with these other locations um, to take the offtake because that's that's the hard thing, right? Where do you sell it? It's the end then what thing. You know, I, I planted it, I processed it, now what do I do? So for instance, we've got we've got a potential site going here south of us and the guy says you know i just want to find some farmers farm it and process it and that's it you guys take it all and sell it that's as far as i want to take it mm -hmm. perfect that's the kind of stuff we want to do you know if, if we've got a one of our formation customers got machinery and they've got animal bedding products or hempcrete products for example and we've developed solutions for their fiber um, in terms of sales that's what we want to work with and, and the, the goal of the formation equipment has always been long-running fiber for higher-end applications, whether it's textiles, cordage, rope, whatever you want to call it. Um, so it's a little bit different. But the way we decorticate to get those long fibers makes the herd very, very clean. And we can control the sizing of it pretty darn well. And that's what lets us micronize it down to these very small particle sizes that let us do some of this other work that that we're doing you'll see some stuff in the next few weeks that's just going to blow your mind 
Well, there's a lot of trial and error, and and if they're but. Um, Thank goodness for folks like uh, like you guys willing to be in the mix to even do that. I mean, because, you know, others that are in the decortication business are kind of having the same story. Right. I mean, everybody's just yeah. trying to figure out. But what's really great, it would seem. And Melissa, I'd love to get your take on this, because I know you talk to a lot of you take a lot of those phone calls that uh, come in off the you know, that you never heard of these folks before. Right. And all of a sudden they're looking for product. Um are yeah. you finding the diversity of of uses out there that that I mean that's an encouraging thing for me to know that people might be calling you uh blind or a cold call going hey I've just been hearing a lot about hemp and I'd sure like to put some in our processes. I think that's an encouraging thing to hear about. Yeah, it's it's like I said, Nick, everything is every every day is different and every phone call is very different. Um you know, you're one of the things that, that I get excited about being on these calls every day with, with different customers is I feel like there's new applications that I never knew about, you know, even even with all of the time that we've spent in the industry. And so it's, you know, like tree cellulose. I, I did not understand what tree cellulose was. I did not know that um, hemp cellulose could replace it, and I didn't know what a huge market that would be for the hemp industry if if they actually succeed in doing it. And so it's, you know, you know, you've got your typical um hemp creek, you've got your typical animal bedding and things like that. But the I, I probably take three to four unique calls a week on on things that you just don't think about. Right. Right, right, right. And I'm sure it's just kind of there's there's an ongoing education of the industry, but these folks are thinking about it, checking it out. I think that's I think it's super for us. I mean, for all of us that are in the industry to know that there are more and more opportunities, because I know just for example, like what we do at the co-op. Right. Ultimately, we want to be able to have a marketplace for this for the hemp to go have a place for it to live once the seed goes in the ground. And if we don't do that, not only are we not, are doing a disservice for our growers. But the whole industry gets, you know, um, uh, it, it 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 puts it even harder and longer for us to be able to close that gap to where people are, you know, making the mature industry. And part of what y'all are doing is well, really making a big difference. And you know, Nick, I think more exciting than even the different uses of it is the money that some of the larger manufacturing um, companies are putting into making this product work with existing infrastructure. And I think that's what's more exciting. And, you know, you're going to need a couple of those big manufacturers to figure it out. And all of a sudden we go from, you know, needing three to 5,000 acres to what did we say the other day, Corbett, a million? Yeah. Wow. It's a big jump. That's a big jump. That's a big jump. Yeah. And 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 being able to find that that sweet spot where I don't know if the industry is there enough enough to really be able to predict. All right, these are the things that Global saying is coming online. This is how much acreage we're getting phone calls looking like it's coming in this way. How does that then fit back to the growers? How does that fit back to the genetics of what will grow based on what's coming in the you know coming in the front door? I mean, it's a it's a whole lot of opportunity. Some folks may see that as we're pulling our hair out trying to figure it out. 
but that's part of what it means to be on the cutting edge to figure this stuff out, which is kind of where we all are. So um, I think it's cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it was actually funny. I had a, I did have a phone call the other day, and the guy said, he said, well, can you make herd in this size? I said, yeah. He said, okay, I'll send you a spec sheet. And I, and I said, what? I said, you, you have a spec sheet? And he said, I do. So it's, I think, I think maybe that's the second time um, <laughs> that I've actually received a spec sheet. You know, so it's, um, and then people, you know, people are just now asking for material safety handling sheet, you know, sheets. And so it's right. good. it means the industry is growing and, and they're starting to conform to, you know, normal manufacturing practices. So I, that's exciting for me. There you go. There you go. And the more they have any kind of a clue, the better we all are. I mean, but, but. Absolutely. You know, Helping them figure it out is a big piece of it. Yeah. I'm digging it. Well, what what is there any particular industry sector that y'all are seeing that is probably showing more interest than others? Is there any one? Is it right? Go ahead, Melissa. Sorry. Right now. Yeah, no, sorry about that, Nick. Yeah, right no. now, I mean, we're with some of the with some of the um Building materials, like we're seeing that in all different aspects, not just in, you know, the hempcrete. So herd is obviously uh, a really good one for us right now. Um, but, Corbin, do you want to talk about maybe some of the non-wovens that we're seeing? Yeah, we've people have been calling us to re-clean fiber because of how we're breaking the fiber down and cleaning it. In getting it ready for for further processing, um, you know we we've taken some down to some mills here, non degummed, not cottonized, nothing, and blended it at sixty five percent and made yarn. Uh, wow! And that yarn got made into rugs. Um, you know we're sending stuff out for non non woven applications because we can affect the diameter and the fiber length surprisingly consistent. I mean, with things that have never been done, um, we're, we're, we, we stumble on and then figure it out because we, we don't know when to, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So we keep experimenting. That's my role here, right? At right. Formation and at Global, whether it's machinery and how we're going to harvest things or fiber and how we're going to break it down for the ultimate performance in, in, in a different processing facility. You know, that, that's why we're here uh, to, to keep working on that. And, and keep developing those offtake solutions. So the non-woven stuff to me is really fascinating. Some of the plastics additives, you know, I came out of the plastics industry. So some right. of the bio plant-based plastics that are coming along is, is fantastic. And, you know, I really wanted to work on that, but once we got going in 2015, you know, I came in in 2016, I think it was, um, realized really quickly there was a giant void in harvesting and processing equipment. And that's all we've been working on. And we still haven't finished. I don't know if we ever will. It's going to be a continuous improvement project um, for a long, long time, I think. Uh, you know, we, we, we planted and harvested our own crops this year. And, you know, while I sit there running the, the harvester, think of different ways to cut it. Um, we raked it in different ways we're going to rake it, how we want to turn it over so we can get a more consistent product. You know, and then we've been baling. It's such a large volume. It's taken us quite a while to bale all of this. Um, and, and make very nice bales that unwind on our equipment. So all right. those things kind of kind of play into each other 
uh, from the farming operation all the way through formation through the processing plant. Um, all those things are tied together. So Melissa and I work on that stuff constantly um, to, to keep improving the industry. We want to improve the industry. We want to improve the family farm's economic outcome and, and how they can control and uh, affect their future. Heck yeah. That's how it all, and, and really getting to just the very, just that piece about how is it bailed and how does it show up to the processor some folks may not think about that. It's a bale's a bale. Well, not yeah. necessarily on the way it's coming into us and how much more time does it take and how many more hands do I have to put on the doggone thing to be able to make it do? You can get it to me the way yeah. I want it or the way it needs to be on the front end. There are things like that that are certainly yeah. make it more exciting. We say all the time, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do it. Um, <laughs> if you don't understand the final product that you're going for, which is always, I say it all the time, that's the good and bad of hemp, right? The 25,000 uses is probably pretty real. And it, that's what makes it confusing is how do you do something that you can use the hemp for everything? So with, with the goal of our equipment and big delivering a very flexible finished product that allows these processors and these companies that want to buy from us, to be as we're as flexible as you can possibly get right now. You know, the machinery is modular, the processing machinery. Um, you know, we, we just got done running some trials for some non-woven stuff. Um, that, that, like I said, nobody in the world has ever cleaned fiber. And it, it's performance on the far, downstream end. Um, they, they ran it yesterday. We'll know shortly, but it is showing to be a better way to make it process than some of these other machines. Um, like I said, it's not been done. But if that proves out and pans out, boy, that's something. And then we got to refine it. You know, we, we put it together as best we could. Um, and then we'll refine that. And then we'll refine it again and again until we get to volumes that, that make this thing work. Because it, it's going to keep growing. That's why we're still here. I mean, if you weren't resilient, or if our group wasn't resilient, none of us would still be here. This is a labor of love. It can be very trying. Um, but that's just hemp. It's not easy to do. There you go. People think it's easy, and it's just not. Well, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Um, yes. Right. So, uh, and then, so hopefully <laughs> we got some people out of the industry who thought it was easy and that they could do it. No, we don't have to fool with them anymore. Melissa, tell us uh, kind of what the future is uh, uh, thinking about for 2023 with, with uh, Global. Where are you guys headed? What's uh, on your radar screen as much as you can tell about that? Well, it's so there's going to be a couple of things that are going to come out in the next couple of weeks that are going to change the trajectory of where we're going or where we thought we were going to go. Good. Um, and we're very excited about it. I feel like, you know, we're all a bunch of little kids and want to talk about it, but we can't yet. So, sure, um, but we, we're making some great strides with some of our own, some of our own products and, um, that could change where we end up and it could change our farm plan completely. So we're, you know, this year, I think in Colorado, we're looking at what Corbett, we think 7,000 acres if for 2023. That's what we want. Yep. Yeah. And so that's a big jump for us. Um, but we're busy We're we've opened up two shifts and you know, the demand is definitely there. So we're, we want to make sure that global gets close close to the processors and manufacturers that we're working with, or I'm sorry, the farmers and the manufacturers that we're working with. And so that'll, that'll tell us 
that'll tell us a lot for 2023 is, you know, some of these bigger deals coming to fruition where we're going to go. Hopefully that's not too vague. There we go. There we go. That's a, we'll that's, find a out. that's a great outlook. It's a great opportunity for further. All right. So when folks want to know more about global fiber processing, uh, where do they go? What's, what's the, uh, uh, how do they connect with, uh, with you, Melissa? Um, they can go to w, uh, uh, globalfiberprocessing.com and my information's on there. They'll, they'll get me direct. And then there's, you know, a bunch of information about the different, different, uh, raw materials we produce and, um, they can order from online or they can give me a call and we can talk about what, what products they're looking for. I love it. That's terrific. Thanks so much for y'all's time today. Corbett, any last words you want to share with us before we uh, uh, head out? No, if people want to talk about equipment from harvesting to grain cleaning to processing, the easiest is sales at formation-ag.com. That gets you to, to Randy and, and myself. Terrific. Wonderful so much. It's always great to be with y'all and it's always great to see y'all at industry events and things that, that we all uh, find ourselves being at some of the same spots and seeing familiar faces. So um, uh, thanks for all of that. Y'all have a, make sure that y'all have a great uh, uh, Thanksgiving and, and, a, and a good end of the year. You too. Nick. Thanks Nick. We appreciate you. And if folks want to know more about the national hemp growers cooperative and our commitment to building wealth for our members through regenerative agriculture and sustainable development, go back to our website at nationalhempcoop.us and you can hear episodes like these that we've already recorded as well as learn more about, uh, about the co-op and, and how we're doing the business that we're doing. Thanks so much, until next time. This podcast produced and distributed by MWB Studios.